High Nights! Well met and welcome, you travelers, to High Nights. My name is Ross, your resident game master, and I am joined by Takoda, my best friend and player main. Together we strive to improve your tabletop experience with fresh new ideas and plenty of crazy details. To raise more banners in the High Knight's name, remember to subscribe and follow us on your podcasting platform. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon platforms. You can also visit us at highknightspodcast.com. That's Knights with a K. Wherever you find us, let's muster some more fans for the cause. Thanks again for listening, and now here's what you've all been waiting for. You know, the nice thing about this one is that I don't really have to worry about smoking and and just going. Like, I'm already here. Yeah, we're already pretty high. That Jaeger bomb kind of fucked me up. It's starting to go through my system like Mercury, man. (laughs) The Jaeger bomb, it can never go wrong. Can never go wrong. All right, what did we want to talk about today? You mentioned you wanted to develop the J's. Like, what's happening in our city? Remember where we had uh, Fiddle and Tease, the tiefling brothel? Like, what even is that city? What even are the J's? What kind of city is this? Because I'm kind of imagining Florence, Italy. Like, you've played Assassin's Creed too, right? I'm imagining it a lot like that in a Renaissance sense. Yeah, I was thinking of a very, very uh, hustle and bustle city too, you know? It's got to be a big city. It's got to be. You know? If anything, it's like if the Mobsy family, if the tieflings are Italians, then these J's feel kind of like Russian snowbirds. You think they're Russian? I think that they're probably a little bit cold and strict. Like, let's just have a little bit of a culture mix, you know? You don't yeah, really imagine cool. those two together in the same setting. That'd be cool. I like that. We talked about the bird they were supposed to be. <laughs> I Dude. said Daffy Duck. Dude. Donald Duck. Yeah, you said Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> you said Donald Duck. <laughs> But no, I said dude. duck and it was shot down. Look, I had Mordecai from Mordecai and Rigby, a blue jay. <laughs> the blue not? jay made more sense, but like winter birds. Yeah, winter birds are cool. We got to keep the ostrich. That's like my favorite thing about the jays. The ostrich is Go the on. intern from the other <laughs> continent. <laughs> yeah, he's just there. He's from a world. He, no, you're right. He's actually just an ostrich. He's literally just That's an ostrich. That's the trick. You don't tell your players at all. And they're nope. just like... <laughs> They give him a name like Zeke or something. Yeah. Dude, I just love the idea of every time Call in Zeke anything the happens, like, of aggression, he fucking dips. Like, he just <laughs> runs away when he's supposed to be the bodyguard. Oh, my God. Air quotes. <laughs> Hides his head underground. Yeah, dude, he just slams his head That's to the so floor. That's so stupid. Uh, it's so good, though. It's beautiful. But these J's... This family, what do we remember about them? I remember them being merchants and that they were... they are in the food industry. They sell drugs. Yes, and we slap the turkey and it fits so many drugs inside of it. That's (laughs) what I remember too. Yeah, so um, they're they're in the food industry. Fine dining is what I pictured. Maybe they shouldn't be called the Jays. I think we got to work past that name. The Jays, You know, like I'm imagining these Russian snowbirds, like... Yeah, I don't know. What would be a name? Uh, House Foul Ridge. The, the fowls. The the fowl. Meet the fowlers. Oh god. <laughs> That's the t- <laughs> the mobsies versus the fowlers. Oh man. One <laughs> one of them is played by a uh, who's the dad? The dad. Uh, De Niro. 
Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. Oh, Robert De Niro. That works too, though. He's the head honcho of this place. Ro- Come in here, Robert and De Niro. Me and <laughs> Robert De Niro as the Emperor Penguin. <laughs> Meet the Fowlers. Meet the Fowlers. <laughs> They're ducks. Oh God. But I was gonna say, like House Fowl Ridge, as an example. That's probably what I'm thinking off the top of my head. You got That'd anything be cool. better than that? No, I don't have any name <laughs> ideas right now. The Fowlers, uh, or the, the Fowlers. <laughs> we'll Ridge. call them the Fowlers I for keep, sure. I keep fucking that up. No, it's fine. We can you just say that for now. It works. The Fowlers. <laughs> so the uh, Momsies and the Fowlers. That's so their street name. That's what, what are these call like them. winter ducks? So I imagine them like. Uh, Think of winter birds like a snowy owl. It's probably oh, like one of the more a snow cool. owl. Actually, lots of eagles. A swan. A swan. <laughs> Ooh, know. there's a lady yeah, swan. Yeah, I was gonna say the girl, the lady swan. Yeah, in the group. she's the dame. You know, in every uh, noir film, there's yeah. a dame who has these crystal earrings running down the black and white streets, and she falls in the puddle of mud. Yeah, the man go. with the knife coming up behind her, like she's Maybe. a rich lady, and she's involved in the plot somehow. There's some kind of Romeo and Juliet thing with her and somebody from the Mobsies. Yeah. There oh. You, go. you have a connection now. Ooh. Rayless <laughs> is in too deep. He's trying to play both sides of the field. Everybody thinks he killed his brothers and now he's in charge. <laughs> that whole subplot, the JoJo subplot. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, that I... detective is intertwined into both of them. So this is a weird thought, but, um, you know, we've only got, like... We've only got one character in the Mobsy family, which is Raylus, and then he's got like some sisters who run the bar. Yeah. But I'm imagining that once Raylus becomes the head honcho, he has to deputize like three other guys that would be his underlings. Like you have sub bosses beneath them. Yeah. I imagine like Well the Mafia and is very family oriented, so they're probably cousins or related. That's to what them. I was gonna say. Like yeah. he's got cousins, maybe like two cousins and a nephew. And, like, one of the cousins is a messed up, crazy, tortured dude, like, Strigo. That's what you'd call him or yeah. something. And Strigo would be, like, the, he would be the one who handles the dirty work because Raylus doesn't want to get his hands dirty while he's at the bar. The other one's probably super loyal and dedicated to the family. Oh, the beefcake. That's yeah. him. There's two they're, opposite coins, but they, they're paired together. They get the job done. They get the job done, yeah. And then you'd have the third character be, like, the nephew who is doing things for the bad guy family and he feels guilty about it but he's trying to own up because he's now in the place that Raylus used to be yeah. he's the apprentice mob boss and he's a little bit nervous maybe he is actually not so innocent maybe he is trying to usurp his uncle for Ooh. the the chair whereas Raylus, it was kind of an accident it was inherited right and he didn't deny the fact that he killed his brothers because it, it's what made him look strong right know? i think that so Raylus has to it. Raylus has so much faith in these three just because he probably had them help kill off his older brothers yeah something something like they were all in it before so now he trusts them with his life Probably all except one, the one dedicated to the family, because he might be a good intray to oh, the, yeah. the family, you know? They did dirty tactics, I don't know. <laughs> I like the honorable criminal. The you know? honorable criminal, that's... Like, they're criminals, but they follow a code, and their own people didn't follow the code, Yeah. now you're at a crossroads. That's yes. kind of a cool intrigue. Correct. Like, if Raylus is neutral evil, my crazy nephew, I, I mean, my the crazy cousin Strigo is, like, chaotic evil. Yeah. And then this lawful evil guy 
what he's got a name like Bruno or something. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about, about Bruno. <laughs> Bruno died for your sins. Oh no, he was the one good mousey. <laughs> oh no, you guys found Bruno and he's strewn up in the, like the middle of a basement. He's bleeding out of his face. They cut his horns off and he's oh, dying there. No, you found him right before he expires. We like Bruno. Bum, Rogar, gotta... Rogar stumbled upon the scene. <laughs> He's like, oh shit. Brother! <laughs> Hor Horus is vexed with fear. He's like, don't look! Don't look! I literally just call you. I'm like, ah, man. Horus, this ain't for me, dog. <laughs> like, look, this is personal now. You can't back out now, Rogar. <laughs> we, dude, we hear footsteps coming down. I can't hide. <laughs> I'm, I'm bigger in this room. Look, we'll confront them together. I have infinite magic anyways. What are they going to do to us? Arrest us? <laughs> <laughs> you do have infinite magic. Damn. Yeah, Rogar's not even scared. Rogar's not scared. He's not like, Pewdie Man, stand behind me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I block door. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, Rogar, uh, formation Alpha C. We're going for flaming bear strike. <laughs> bear. Yeah, that's all you need to do. <laughs> you only have one keyword, and it's bear, and it's in all of your attacks. The bad guys just hear that bear snarl, and it's like, oh, fuck. I just say, hypnotic bear glare, and then you turn into a bear. Like, bear. You only, all you know to do is turn into a bear. <laughs> all of the formations and plans involve me turning into bear. Like, right. they're all complicated, but all Rogar needs to know is bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, dude. So, it seems like, yeah, you would definitely... Rogar would not be willing to help the mobsies. He seems like he doesn't like being around congregations of tieflings. Yeah, they burnt down his forest. You, you really come to terms so far. with being friends with me, but when we talk to the Foulridge house, well, I imagine... How would you react to All of the mobsies we've encountered, other than you, haven't... Like, these guys are pretty bad. And then you have your faction that you came from, literal evil, who burnt down my forest. Yeah, I know. So, like, he's probably, like, not trusting very much at all of the Typhlings. <laughs> he's like, these motherfuckers. And the one guy he did like is now being tortured in their basement. He's like, he was cool. I hate to live up to stereotypes, <laughs> but all these Tieflings are surrounded by murder and revenge and betrayal. Yeah, and where are all the good ones? <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm like, hello. <laughs> Dude, do you think there is an informant for the opposite? Like the, not the Jays, the... Fowlers. The Fowlridge. Yeah, the Fowlers. <laughs> the Fowlers. There's an is informant there like an, for them? Yeah, is there? I don't know. Ooh. I'm thinking, I've the been watching a lot of the Sopranos. The informant has so. to be the nephew, the one that wants to betray Raelis. So he looks like the most loyal, like, he just kisses his ass the whole time. Right. He's informing, trying to get him sniped out of position. So we have Raelis, Strigo, Bruno, and what's the name of the nephew? That's a good one. Tony. Tony. <laughs> it was little Tony. It was Tony the whole time. It was little Tony the whole time. <laughs> Are you about to kill me, cuz? Yeah. You look me dead in the eye and you pull the triggers. In my home. In my home? In my home. Uh, <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. Bang. <laughs> they gotta be brutal. They have to be. In fact, like, Strigo is probably the one who kills in cold blood. Bruno Dude, does, but does too. does Strigo do, like, crazy shit? I imagine... Like, he's probably torturing people and putting them on display places as okay. a message. So, I'll tell you the picture that came into my brain. I'm trying to imagine these cousins and nephews of Raelis, 
And uh, do you know the crazy grasshopper from A Bug's Life? Yeah, the bad guy. The bad shit grasshopper that's trying to kill people like he's rabid and hopper oh, as Oh, the all insane one? Yeah, the insane one. tweaking the whole time? That's Strigo. <laughs> you gotta hold him like by You gotta hold leash. him by the back of his neck. And so they just keep him down in the torture house and Strigo is the one who sends out the assassins to kill people. They probably gotta keep him in check by threatening him all the time. So, like... Bruno is in charge of tax collection and law keeping. Like, Bruno Bruno is the one who sends hits against rival gangs and keeps the town in check by collecting taxes. You probably get in trouble a lot too because he goes overboard. Like something that could have been a slap on the wrist to somebody because they talk back is him cutting off their arm or something. Right. You know, he goes a little crazy. Or he's just like, oh, you owe me 41 gold coins, yeah. so I'm gonna stab you 41 times. Well, I mean, Rayless is probably like, dude, like, we can only pay the guards off so much, you uh -huh. know, if people start talking, oh, yeah. stop it. And then uh, uh, little Tony has to be High Life Connections. Like, he's probably involved with the courts of uh, other cities around. He's probably the informant, which makes Dude. him the strongest betrayal. Yeah, because he actually has so many connections to work around your back. And he can sabotage you. He's make deals on your behalf that you didn't make. Right. That's yeah. what puts him in the strongest position to do that. He's probably the most trusted then. So he's informing the Fowleridge house. Now, uh, who's the big bad guy do from you think the Fowleridge house? What? Now, we went with an uncle-nephew scenario, but what do you think the age difference is? Because I pictured Rayless being really young anyway. Yeah. Do you I, think they're close in age? Cooler if they grew up together, like they're, they're, they were friends even. Right. And now that's why he puts so much trust into him as his advisor, but he's working against him. It makes the whole betrayal even worse. Correct, yes. So Rayless is, I think he's 23. Yeah, like young. He's young, but he's mature enough. And then Bruno and Strigo are in their 30s. They're actually older cousins because yeah. Rayless was Bruno's so young. Like 40 compared. something. I picture him being a little older. Bruno's the oldest. Strigo's like 35. Yeah. Uh, and then Lil Tony. Lil Tony has to be 17. Yeah, he's probably a lot younger. He's 17. He's old enough to kill, but he's only just old enough to yeah. kill. He's devious, though. He's, he's very smart. devious. Yeah, he's two-faced and crooked. Who is... Who likes the swan? We gotta pick the swan. One. See, I think it's the lawful it, good guy. Oh, I mean, I thought it was gonna be Rayless. I thought you that, think it's Rayless himself. I thought it was Rayless himself, and that that's what's causing most of this drive. Like Rayless is our central character, remember? But then there's only conflict on one side though, because Rayless when he's in charge. Oh, you're right. Oh right. yeah, you're, you're right. My bad. But if it was the lawful good guy who no. maybe Bruce. speaks out of turn later, or lawful evil. That yes. could, he's being tortured and stuff, that could cause more of a rift. You solved the puzzle. It's Bruno that has to be in love with the swan lady. And yeah. then he's the one who dies in a basement because he decided to step on someone's tail feathers. Yeah. And then there's a huge plot hook. Yeah, right. Maybe the swan's seeking you out in the first place. I mean, we already have hooks to, to look into this anyway. You think that she's a honeypot scenario? Like she killed him after seducing him? That'd be funny. What if what if that all Honk. happened before Rayless took over? Like her scenario helped kill the old brothers that got blamed on Rayless. Oh, okay. Because of the betrayal on what's his face? That's like a whole lot of dump, <laughs> See, but still yeah, cool. Yeah, but there, we just developed a whole bunch of backstory <laughs> yeah. and plot behind these two families, but we need to give more face now. We're doing great with this. 
but to connect more of the story, who are the faces, who are the characters in the Fowleridge house? So, so I liked the Snow Owl kind of being the guy in charge. Snow Owl is the king of that family. Yeah, well, they're all like white birds. They so all have far. to be white birds. White yeah. and gray birds. You yeah. Know? Um, and he looks, you know, it's it's an owl, such a round face. I I'm literally picturing. Uh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> like, give him a mole above the beak. You just have a Robert De Niro snow owl, you know? <laughs> Isn't that good? Come on. Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. That's perfect. Okay, sure. Definitely. The crazy guy on the Mobsies is a Christopher Walken type. I'm picturing he's nuts. <laughs> But Christopher Walken is intimidating. Oh, I see. <laughs> so he's got a little bit of talk behind yeah, him. Exactly. Now hold still, I'm bringing the knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just a psychopath. <laughs> he even tells you, you beforehand not to, don't tell me what I want to know yet. <laughs> like, I really want to cause you a lot of pain first. <laughs> you know? Like, we need to take things slow. <laughs> like, I would tell him right away, like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> This guy. He's very out in the open with it. Yeah. That's why we don't let him go out in the daylight. Yeah. We have um, a snow owl as the kingpin, the head of the Foul Ridge house. And then we have a beautiful swan lady. She's the lady of the house. I'm imagining that's Lord and Lady. Yeah. Or even his daughter or something. Ooh, yeah. His daughter. The birds. They're birds. Um, an eagle. Now, is he just like a bodyguard, stoic guy, or is he going to have a lot of personality? Like, see the hot shot kid in Eagle? Ooh. See, I, I'm trying to avoid having a mirror because that's kind of the same character that Bruno is. Yeah. So, so I'm picturing just a, not really a bodyguard. Because are we doing the same? How does this family work? I guess let's get that down. So, yeah, let's talk about this family. So the Fowl Ridge House, we know that they're not very combative. They work a lot with money and food industry, and their main method of attack is poisoning. Yeah. So to this end, I think that there are a lot of snowbirds and a lot of death birds, definitely carnivorous birds, and that they aren't very... They're not upfront and combative, they're very subtle. So they have to pick stealth tactics typically. Yeah. And they aren't even willing to engage in direct contact. So like an eagle is a great character, but it's very strong and robust, just like what we talked about with Bruno. Yeah. Uh, so what if we had a pair of falcon twins and they were speed demons? Just fast falcons? Fast as fuck. Yeah. Like, uh, they move so fast, then they just kind of rebound off of each other. Think of like um, Plusle and Minim from Pokemon when you just give them speed yeah. boost together. And they, they play off of each other so fast that they, they develop that speed dash and they just tear you to shreds like that. I, I imagine that those guys are the main bodyguards for our Owl King. Yeah. I was also thinking a hawk would be cool. Like there a, has to be a hawk. Like yeah. a white hawk. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. He could be your long range fighter. I mean, you know, hawk eyes. Kind oh, of that's perfect. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So the hawk could be some kind of sniper of sorts. Yes. That, that makes cool. a lot of sense. So the Mobsies are all melee combat, but these guys are all ranged combat. Yeah, poison, you know, arrow. The owl has great eyesight too. Yes. Okay. So this Falcon dude is definitely the Legolas of yeah, the Yeah, I was pretty skinny, fan. but like, he's cool. He's super cool, He's so, dude. he, and he knows it though. He's probably too. Cool. He can fucking fly and yeah. shoot arrows. Yeah, he's he's a cool guy. That dude's insane. I picture him being really chill, like super chill. 
You give him an order and he gets it done. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, he's like leaning against countertops and Ooh. stuff. Let's call him Suncrest. There you go, Suncrest. He's cool. Suncrest the Hawk Archer. Yeah, so he's a badass. So you got your, and your then twins you... and your hawk and your female swan chick. We'll call them the Peregrine Twins. Yeah. And then... uh, The swan chick is probably their face. Yeah, she's the face Her of the, the family. Her and the owl are probably faces. Because, I mean, the owl doesn't look bad. Swan... He owns all the food, the fine dining food institution. Swan girl has a seat in City Hall. Like, she is... She's a talker. She's a talker. She's a the seductress. party face. She's, like, got bard skill. Yeah. Yeah. She could probably sing really well. She's good at seducing people. I picture... I mean, these guys, they poison, they blackmail. They're all underneath, you know? Yeah. So they probably can disturb um, court cases too pretty easily. Oh, maybe most Maybe they're the ones that have the, the law in their pocket and the mobsies have the other criminal families in their pocket. Definitely. So both are able to just get away with stuff. Oh, absolutely. I can't keep imagining uh, the name Titus as the, uh, the kingpin, the snowy owl. The Titus? <laughs> Yeah, you would just call him uh, King Titus. He, oh, that's, that's cool. Like, he's so pompous that he calls himself a king, even though he doesn't have a kingdom. Yeah, that's just his title. That's just himself. his name. Yeah, King Tiber. Man, all right, so that's a lot more depth onto the bird. Yeah, see, now we have actual names and faces for both the Mobsy family and the Fowleridge house. Yeah. What about, remember that third element, the elf investigator that we don't yeah, like. The elf investigator. <laughs> well, he... He's the dude who started this shit. Originally, yeah, we came up with the idea that he uh, instigated the whole thing. He fucked with the families like 300 years ago. That's the mystery we write. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then uh, got them to start beefing and warring with each other. And now we're in a generations and generations of this family feud. And he's come back into the picture as a police detective. And he's like, I just want this to be over with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he got us involved. Yeah, so is he a villain? Like, is he a bad guy? So he's the bad guy, and he recruits you in the very beginning, thinking he's he's trying to assert that he is the good guy. He's by got a sin. silver tongue. He's tricking us. He's tricking you into doing his dirty work for him, because you guys aren't tied to the plot at all, and he can just cut you off when things are done. Yeah. Once the Fowleridge house is extinguished, then he can be on his merry way. You can probably pick a family or stay neutral, but either way, either uh, way, a lot of the gonna... clues you're gonna get are gonna be shifting the blame. Like you guys are mad at each other, but right, correct. Especially and... the Jays, because their whole family got fucked, and it took them this long to rebuild. And it's like that's all this guy's fault. Right, exactly. You know? Like these last five members or so, they are the only Fowleridge that remain. Now this town. So we have fine dining establishments and bars, hooters. Yes, we have Fiddle and Tees, which is that and main tavern. These people feud, so they're probably not next to each other, not like across the street. There is a setting where the Fowleridge house remains. Like they they don't have their former house. They've been expunged from it. So they have to be hiding in an unlikely location. Well, maybe you have, you know, the hooters and the bars are on the lower grounds of society. More criminals can pass through and do stuff. Right. And these fine dining establishments and stuff are on the higher side of society. Oh, right. Deeper into the capital, closer to the riches and the, the king himself and whatnot. Okay, yeah, definitely. That could, because that gives you the clear divide in hierarchy, but also they've got an equal feud. The mobsies still control a lot, just because they're down there. Oh, definitely. And since you said that the drama between Bruno and 
and Lady Swan happened in the past. Then Lady Swan is made a deal with some high-ranking individual to stay in one of their vacant houses. Like yeah. they they got a free base just because she's wooing someone else who's on city council. You know, yeah, maybe blackmailing them. Ooh, you know, blackmailing. risque photos. Yes, you know. It's something she could do. <laughs> she could talk about how he violated her, you yeah. know, blaming it on him. And it's all, if something happens, this goes straight. And they already have the judges in their pockets, so it would be easy to get that through. Yeah, they're the minority, but they have a good amount of sway. And that's why the Momsies are still at war with them. They're like, these guys are still a threat. There's only five of them, but we need to get rid of them now. Yeah. Look at that. That's cool. There's a lot going on in this city. They're hiding in high society. What does their base look like? Because we know that there's a tavern for the Mozzies in the low end of town. I think that they're out in the open. Like they have like a family mansion, big city. It doesn't have to be a mansion mansion, but a big location. Okay. And that's just where they live and conduct most of their business when not in the shop. Ooh, wait. Think about the regular mafia. You know, they didn't hide. It was hidden in plain sight. Got it. That's yeah. what made it so scary. But that's scarier. You're not going to assault that place. It's got to be yeah. a gala. It's got to be a theater. Yeah. That's definitely where it is. Like, they have a whole dormitory. They have, like, a, a whole minor manor at the back of the theater. And they just open up shop and put on plays for people in yeah. the daytime. They probably, yeah, and without fear usually, because I mean, they probably had assaults happen before. Right. But they reciprocated in full. Yeah. You know, like it's a big deal. It's a war. So, yeah, they work in food. They have a lot of feasts and fine dining and restaurants up north. Yeah. And uh, they just control all of the food down in the rest of the town. Like, yeah. Dang, they got all the money in their pockets. They're like the they, one. That's why they're so fast and upgrowing, because they've got a lot of money now. They're crawling back from the brink. Like, it, it's probably been so long. Like, maybe they were gone for about 20 years before they started hitting the map again, yeah. just because the Mobsies thought that they got rid of them before. And now they're coming now they're back. back. Now exactly. they're back with a vengeance. Well, That's imagine why. the Mobsies trying to be sneaky and devilish, and they cripple the business by hurting all of their chefs. Ooh. Like, in these fine dining, like, break up all their right hands or something. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that would be stupid, but also to spring on them last second like all your all of your restaurants have to close now <laughs> that could be funny there's so much conflict that could go on just cool shit the thing is because we came up with it ourselves it's really hard for <laughs> Horus and yeah. Rogar to discover it you know I know shit we're gonna have to run it for people who don't know this is Inception yeah we have to run it for people who don't know but this town what is this town called shit I think we had a name for it didn't we oh man I don't remember did we have a name? I'm not sure. Well, let's give it something now anyway. Right. Is this a capital city or is it just a oh. big city? I get the feeling that we called it Hightower or something like that in the past. Something you like know? that, yeah. Uh, the way that I envisioned it or the way that we were talking about it before is that we just called it the big city. Not necessarily a capital, but like Grand Rapids yeah. to us as opposed to the actual capital. So it's a sin city. It's still big though. Still yeah, big. Yeah, it's like Vegas, New York, but right? Renaissancey. I mean, what's a good name? Grand something. G -R -A. The Grand Rapid. <laughs> the Grand. Well, I mean, I can't call it Grand Torino or Grand Turismo, you know. <laughs> the Grand Turismo. The Grand. <laughs> the Grand. Fuck oh, man, I don't know. The Grand Fuck Man, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, the Grand Fuck Man. <laughs> <laughs> this town has to have a history of sorts, you know? I assume it's an old town. I mean, to get built up so big, it's got to be old roots, right? To be built up so big, it has to have some roots. 
I imagine when it was being built, there were a lot of brothels that made it popular, and that might have been where the Mobsy started. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. think about Wild West towns, where basically bordellos and saloons were built out in the middle of the desert just because there was tons of gold miners passing yeah. through, you know? Yeah. City, I don't know, City Gemscape. The city of... I mean, it's got to be nicknamed too, like the Big Apple, you know? Like, Maybe got the city of the, riches. Like, yeah, they call it the Tiger's Eye. They call yeah. it, you know, like, oh, it's a fool's gem city where basically so many people congregated here because there was a big gem rush all the way back thousands of years ago. And when everyone showed up to mine, it was all fool's gems, like quartz. Yeah, like they, they were, were all worthless. Here. Yeah. So they just built the town around nothing. They, so they, yeah. So it's gotta be like it's a shitty gem name like periite or fool's gold, you know? <laughs> yeah, like fake. Yeah. Gems. Jasper Ridge. Hmm. Jasper Ridge is pretty good. Jasper Ridge is not bad. Yeah. We're on the right track for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with Jasper Ridge. I mean, there's plenty of other ideas. I like it so far. We can go with that. Jasper Ridge. And the uh, the elf. Detective. The elf detective, yeah, now, we, we glossed over him. He's a third party. Is he by himself or is he an old family too? He's by himself now, but why, what was his motive? Why'd he fuck with his family in the first place? Yeah, so he has to be alone. That's what I like about him is that I don't want to put another yeah, family he's behind. Not, he's just by himself. He has to be an outlier. Like, maybe he's a family retainer for an ancestor. Like, maybe he has some immortality curse upon him. And he was bonded to some of the founding families when Jasper Ridge was first established. Yeah. Like, he was there when it all began. Yeah. That's why we're exploring the, the past rush. of this town. He was there at the rush. Maybe he was the fool that called people there. I don't know. Made everybody come. Or uh, maybe even, like... The King of Lies, this elf. I mean, what if his family were natives of the area before the rush came in and built over them, kicked him out, or killed him even. Ooh. And now he's the last one around, and that's his grudge because the two most prominent families are the ones that caused the stupid fool's rush oh, in the first place. That makes sense, yeah. You know, like, remaining tribe. Yeah. So, he's immortal. He's one of the very few that survived. He's the only one left, and now he vowed revenge. He wants to. He wants everyone in this yeah. whole land to be dead, because this is like he his ancestral. He must have been super duper young, because now he's still young, and he's 300 years later. Right, right. You know? He had to learn with the people building the town. Oh yeah, this town is young and strong, but this elf is old and mad. Yeah, ticked off. What's his name? I'm imagining a pompous Ancano type character. Ancano, he's got long yeah. golden hair and like a pale he's, skin and a long he's face. He's better than you. Like I'm, on everybody he talks to. I'm so better than you to everyone he talks to. Yeah, it's gotta be. He's your classic high elf. Lorien. Yeah. Like, make up a shampoo name and then that's his name. Yeah, it would work, is the bad thing. <laughs> Carl Ias. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's got luscious locks. <laughs> Keith Yell. So stupid. They oh no, watch them. out for Keith. That's <laughs> Keith. Oh god. Oh no, I'm terrified. Oh, it's Bandit Keith. Keith He's coming at us. <laughs> if your name is Keith, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with your name. Everything's cool. It's just like the villain, John. 
You know, oh like, no! Not an intimidating. Who's gonna attack me, Pan Man? Oh no! <laughs> Pan Man, <laughs> dude, Pan Man's terrifying. We've been watching some dumb movies lately to get more inspiration. Like we watched bad horror movies are great. Bad horror movies such as uh, House Shark, Velocipaster. The ones that we were talking about were Jack Frost. <laughs> And Pan Man. Alright, so Velocipaster and House Shark cannot be slept on. They are fantastic. They need to Just be watched. Just give a shout out. Very niche bad films. You can find them on Amazon Video if you have that at home. Definite recommendations. Yeah. If you want to put anything like that in your campaign, then be my guest. It's <laughs> uh, goofy uh, as all hell. A shark floating around in a dungeon <laughs> with a laser. <laughs> what if you were just a lazy dungeon master like that and you're rolling random encounters? Oh, I don't care that there's no water. Here's a giant shark. Yeah. He's just flopping around. Did you have you seen a giant shark? They're actually in the monster manual. Yeah. <laughs> CR5. Launch that fucker at somebody. Dude, why not? That would be insane. <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't even have to be floating. You know the, the merman in Cabin in the Woods? Where it's like slowly flopping toward you? <laughs> I want that shark it's to attack. It's slow, but it's coming at you. I don't care if it only moves 10 feet around. <laughs> probably more than that. It's probably got to be 20 feet around just because of how big it is. Yeah. Fuck. It's like, could I brew a Sharknado? Shark, oh god. It's like a CR-13 because it's Dude, a natural tornado. Sharknado, me and my daughter were talking the other day. We were watching Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Really? She wanted to talk about how, what would you do if there was a spaghetti tornado, like in the <laughs> movie? And it's launching like balls, like meatballs <laughs> big enough to destroy houses. I was like, I think we would die. What would you do? <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, maybe we could try to eat it. I'm like, I think I would die. I don't think I, I think it wins. That would be gross and I would die. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Fun conversations to have with your kids. That's something to throw at an adventuring party. Just a random tornado of objects. I'm like, deal with it. <laughs> Big food-based campaign adventure. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the Mr. Sky's Burger ring. from Yu-Gi-Oh! The, the hungry burger. Oh burger. no, not Mr. Burger! Oh god, dude! Oh, fighting the hash slinging slasher <laughs> comes at you. The hamburger helper demon. Oh no! Oh no! Oh god! We've awoken Ronald McDonald. Dude, Ronald McDonald and all of the food mascots. <laughs> oh god, that's the uh, the Kellogg's prophecy. Oh, the prophecy of Kellogg's. Tony the Tiger died Tony for our sins. He brought the prophecy to us. Don't take his word in vain. That was a good underrated episode. You guys should watch that one again. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> the food mascots. We definitely have episode rankings. We're gonna get our name out there a little bit more, try and spread the love of the high nights around, get some more people. It's yeah. gonna be great. They work. That's the worst part, is they're, they're stupid ideas that are so much fun and they work. They <laughs> like, work. Come on. Like we, because we're inebriated, we are rationalizing all of this. <laughs> like, did you know everything can have stats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like let's just make a stat block. Like, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> when does the warehouse transform back into a human? <laughs> oh no. Does that have stats? <laughs> Dude, imagine a giant warforged druid 
So it's a giant <laughs> metal guy that can, he's a transformer. Right. <laughs> make a custom stat list for him to transform into. The warehouse you're in just turns into a giant man and runs away. Oh, dude, he's <laughs> like, a steampunk construct. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Optimus I, Prime is like CR-16, okay? Optimus <laughs> Prime is a lawful good boss god. He's that fucking cool. That would be cool. so cool. And it just hides in plain sight. That's Wait, so great. it's Dungeons and Dragons. He turns into an arcane train. Yeah, like there he's you go. Powered by Ethereum. Yeah. Oh my god, whoa! Dude, Transformers and <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we made it, guys. Oh, just put the Mecha campaign <laughs> into your 5e campaign. Dude, imagine that would be such a wild card, though. <laughs> You're just like, oh shit, there's a giant metal guy. Throw this garbage <laughs> at your players, and they're like, wait, what do we do? <laughs> do arrows even work? <laughs> the train doors open, and you hear an ominous voice, get in. <laughs> If you want to live, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Arnold Schwarzenegger as Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, come with me if you want to live. Stupid face on it. Dude, <laughs> George Lopez's face on that giant robot in a Shark Boy and Lava Girl. You oh, know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger on the front of the train. That's so fucking crazy. Uh, oh, I hate it. You hate it? <laughs> Dude, that's gonna keep me up at night. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's a rough one. Artificer's highly underpowered. Artificer? I don't know much about the Artificer. I know that you can do busted, crazy, stupid stuff with them. Right. But I also know they're pretty complicated. The statement I just made is kind of false. The only reason I say it is because I played an Artificer in a game a couple months ago, and I was having a great time about it. It's just that, um, we were playing a game where we had to transport dragon eggs across the continent and the dragon eggs were like 250 pounds each and he was enforcing weight rules so i basically had to spend all of my wondrous item creations on making bags of holding just so that i could carry the eggs with me Damn. like it sucked because i could have made so many other cool gadgets and gizmos to help me like as an artificer you actually get rules to just make common and uncommon yeah. magical items and it's really fun because you can get goggles of night vision you can get a flask an alchemical flask so you can make mayonnaise or wine or oil like any fluid you want i didn't get to do that just because i had so many bags of holding with me yeah. so i carried the whole team but i didn't get to do anything flashy i was actually the party medic Really? Yeah, I was playing a weird homebrew necromancer artificer. Basically, I was the Frankenstein of Frankenstein's monster. That was what my character was based off of. And I had killed my would-be fiance and resurrected him. I was a lawful evil artificer, and I was basically Frankenstein. <laughs> Damn, dude. It was cool as fuck. I loved my zombie, and I loved shocking people. It yeah. was a really awesome homebrew, but I didn't get to have any cool gadgets. Yeah, I've seen artificers do crazy stuff. Like, I remember reading the story of an artificer that basically made a golem. Yeah. Like a little robotic golem. Yeah. That just did all of the fights for him and was busted. <laughs> right. Like, and then you just fix it. <laughs> like, what the heck? That's so oh, yeah. stupid. Steel Defender does that. Like, <laughs> it's kind of, That's the funny thing is that an artificer with Steel Defender is still better than the Ranger with Beast Companion. Yeah, dude, okay. For real. Sorry, though. Beast Tamer. We tried to fix Ranger. We really did. We're hoping that these optional rules can get out there someday. Yeah. That would be a good power boost for Ranger because Artificer with Steel Defender, you get all the cool spell casting combo magical items yeah. and shit, and you have a little robot claptrap fighting with you. 
could you multi-class artificer with anything useful? So artificer, how that would work. Artificer is mad, which is because it is an intelligence-based caster, and it doesn't mix with anything else except wizard. So artificer only multi-classes efficiently with wizard, but it doesn't make any sense to do that. It's yeah. kind of like you would only do that to get more spell options, but it's too slow to do anything about. Yeah. Artificer and wizard, because they're intelligence casters, are isolated like that, and it's really sad. So I would just pick basic shit, like anything can multi-class with fighter because action surge is broken. Just good as heck. It's yeah. just good as heck. You get more hit points, you get a fighting style, you get action surge. Yeah. Give me something better than that. <laughs> it's just great. Most of my multi-classes end up going toward fighter. <laughs> just because I play a lot of martial and I like <laughs> action surge, it's as good. Fucking for real. That's why both of our characters are multi-class. Yeah. I'm a source lock. I didn't go fighter. I you almost didn't did. go fighter. I actually almost did. You're definitely the druid though. <laughs> I like it. I do like the druid. That's the thing is that like the druid you made is still better than a fighter. Like yeah. a pure fighter. <laughs> the druid by Druidbarian. You have too much fucking hit points, bro. Dude, he's so big. He's very so broken. <laughs> he's so swole. And he does so much damage. The trick is to fuck him up. <laughs> the problem is, the only thing that will really do damage to me that I don't resist is psychic. So throw something big and psychic at me and I'm dead. Right. <laughs> like, it will just nuke me. I mean, at that point, all I have to say is that psychic damage is the one type of damage that is non-lethal by nature. So even <laughs> then, you'll just be knocked out if you get hit with a wave of psychic damage. Psychic is the only thing that scares him. For me. And even then, I got you. I'll just hide behind the cast. Infinite slamming. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, if I have time to prep, then I could probably get lots of energy resistances. But I need to hide behind you because I die to direct you stab. You can hide behind me for a while. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm counting on, It was on, like bro. almost 200 damage total or something Fucking to take him out. At level five. <laughs> I am not a fan of that. But me, I'm just going to spam burning hands all day. Fuck you, yeah. infinite fire. Dude, I should have put uh, a couple stuff on him to let me uh, react with an action. What's that? Isn't there a feat that does that? To react with an action? Like to protect a, a friend. Something like that. I think there? that is a defensive fighting, and that's a fighting style for fighter. Is that oh, right? Oh, is that it? That might be it. I think that's what it is. It's protection as a fighting style, and it basically lets you put disadvantage on someone else. Yeah, that's within range of me that's hurting an ally or something Right, like right. Other than that, everyone has attacks of opportunity. That's the bread and butter ability. Yeah, that's kind of what you try to avoid. As a protector, don't. I don't care if the attacks opportunities on me. I'll eat it. Oh man! But like on you, you'll probably die. Right. <laughs> like, Just makes me think of like you know, we're pretty strong characters, but we haven't really thought too much about uh, strategy together. I feel like you know having a dance team might put us off balance. With the one thing that we don't really do between the two of us is that we don't control enemy bad guys, so we can always be helped by a wizard. If we go adventuring out there, we're probably going to ask for a wizard to help us out just because yeah. they can push and pull enemies across the room. That's really helpful. Which would be super handy, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean... Two, something to heal us. Something to heal us, yeah. So, a wizard and a cleric would be our best helpers. You're the tank and I'm the damage. That's yeah. the columns we would fall into. That'd be fun. It works out. I think it works out. I think we'd take to the streets with that. I think we'd be most enemies. Oh, for real. With appropriate level. We're already good as we are. We just need a little <laughs> bit to round out the team, bro. Yeah. Four does a party make. Oh, but we knights, we're waiting for more people to recruit. Yeah. 
It is us just two, but I see us having a lot of fun NPC characters and maybe asking for guests to come on the show here and there, have a little bit of a fill out, get a few voices out. You are the player, mate. You got all the players <laughs> in your back pocket. Well, just creative players. Definitely. We got Helix right now if he wanted to jump on one of That crazy man. He's a crazy motherfucker that will oh. add a lot of fun to the chat. In the Starfinder campaign, Helix is our gun-slinging gas man. He would be a crazy and erratic player, always jumping to shoot at everything, Dude, hair trigger. He wants to shoot everything. He want, I fired and I missed. Not necessarily, he's not like a murder hobo. He's no. just crazy. Very polar. <laughs> He'll just jump on an action. Yeah. I remember him coming back from on a detour and he found your character at work at a, a cyber table working yeah. on robots. He just shoves you out of your workspace. Dude, he shoved the guy I'm working on and pushed me and he's like, I want this arm. <laughs> and grabbed a metal arm and an android's arm and then just left. I was like, bro, now I gotta explain this away. See, it's people with those kinds of crazy <laughs> minds that I just want to talk to. I, I need an interview Ugh. with Connor so we can be like, what's going on in your brain at all times? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. How do you function? Yeah. Connor also likes the DM too, so. Oh, yeah. He's got more knowledge than me, and he's fun to, to talk to, so he'd be a fun one to bring up. He'd be fun. Get a little bit of shout outs. A little bit of voices here and there. That'd be fantastic. Just to add to the diversity of what we're talking about. Dude. Definitely. Because we, too, are great minds joined together. But we can always call upon the y'all speak of those around us. Think we should call that there? I don't know, man. I think I'm tapped out. That's, <laughs> I've tapped out. I don't tapped have any mana left to spend on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to explain it. Well, I'm so glad we got to push for a little bit of special content. Thank you so much for joining me, Dakota. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. High nights over and out.